0: Tabiso Musiya on SAFM. Okay, let's start by talking Formula One. Uh, I know there's cricket going on, also, we'll give you a score update later on. But let's welcome Edwin Naidu now, a good friend of our show, our Formula One analyst, just to help us understand what happened at Silverstone yesterday. Edwin, good evening, and thanks again, sir, for being able to speak to us tonight.
1: Pleasure, Tabiso. Good to talk again.
0: Thanks, Edwin. How was the race? How was that race to light things up a little bit in the season? eh? How do you look back at it?
1: Yo, it was an awesome start to the race. I wish it could have continued because if it was so great in, you know, half a lap, can you imagine 52 laps? It would have been a magic, eh? <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, but the talking point, obviously, is about the crash. Now Hamilton saying that he saw a gap. Verstappen says there was no gap. Other experts say was there was no gap and that was dangerous driving. Which side do you, do you side with here, Edwin?
1: Well, I think, you know, the move that took out Verstappen was certainly... Hamilton's fault. He knocked his main rival out at 180 kilometers per hour. They touched at least twice in the corners before. But was it dirt- was it dirty? I don't think so. I think it was certainly desperate because this was max uh, this was uh, lewis's home race and you know if he allowed max to continue max because of the red bull speed would have sped off in the distance and lewis would have probably spent the afternoon chasing him so i think you know you had to pull a move but you know you know the the thing is one can call it a professional foul in football it's a yellow card but i uh, on on reflection afterwards he got the 10 second penalty but apparently now it could have been red and the, the reason for that is uh, the, um, uh Lewis apparently, according to the stewards, had enough room to his right. So, you know, one wants to see racing, but it seems the stewards are interfering a bit too much. Yet this was a high-powered uh, crash. The guy could have lost his life. You know, we don't want to see people having such a crash with such severe impacts. It was good to see Max walk out of the car. But uh, people are divided on it. Uh, and uh, the Formula One steward said when the crash took place, Hamilton wasn't ahead of Verstappen to defend his racing line. And they said that car 44, which is Hamilton, was on a line that did not reach the apex of the corner, with room available for the inside. So when when Max turned into the corner, car 50, 44 did not avoid contact, and the left front of uh, Lewis's car contract, contacted the right rear of. Max's car. So car 44 was judged predominantly at fault. That's what FIA stewards say. I have my opinion, you know, experts are divided. And I think this is a big talking point in F1 It's going to define the season. And, you know, the the, the gloves are off now.
0: Yes, but are you saying that that 10 second time penalty then was too light?
1: I would think uh, it, it seemed so because if if you look at it there was enough space on the right hand side for hamilton to actually go to the right and not uh, touch Max's tire. So, 10 second penalty. I think when you when you consider the domination of this Mercedes car over the last seven years, mm. it 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 could have it could have gone to the back of the field. He would have still been able to come back and do something amazing. Maybe not necessarily win, but you know the Mercedes is so strong compared to its rivals. You you could have put him 10th. He would have still come from there and won. I would think you, you know. The penalty wasn't severe because, you know, we, we've seen Hamilton pull off a twenty-second lead you know, in, you know gap in recent times. I think there was a race earlier this year where he went in for, he went in for ties, he came back, he was twenty seconds behind Verstappen, caught him and passed him. So, you know, this, this it, it was lenient. I think it was it would have been harsh to fans watching and wanting their hero Hamilton to get. You, you know, the checkered flag in, in Britain at Silverstone. So I, I would think uh, the the fact that they've given him two penalty points on his license mm. after the race shows you that they also seem to think it was lenient. Okay. Interesting you mentioned the first f- few corners
0: also, Edwin. Could you sense that something was coming here? Because they were will to, really, in those opening corners.
1: Yes, uh, I think many would say that it's the beginning of the race. You know, be a bit more careful, get through this and provide a great race. And I I think they both were so determined to not yield to each other. And they they touched previously as well. It just didn't have the same impact. But this was the fastest corner on that, uh, at Silverstone. And, Mm. you you know, one touch was going to put you out. You saw the impact. Mm. So I think, you, you know, In three or four previous races, Hamilton actually did yield. And I think this was his home Grand Prix. Mm -hmm. He wanted to make a statement. He wanted to say, you know, stop messing with me. And I think after five defeats in a row to the Red Bull, it was a chance for him to to come back into the picture, so to speak. And, you know, that that lead, that 33-point lead is now eight points. So whatever you say, Hamilton is smiling right now.
0: Yeah, and you you mentioned the corner. Um, it's deemed as one of the fastest corners on the second, actually. Not just at Silverstone. Does it mean you have to be a little bit more cautious then?
1: I think well, one should be a bit more cautious. You, you know, uh, Verstappen actually turned right and faced. You know, you know was going into the same corner that Hamilton was, but there was place for him to to. for for Hamilton now to go extremely to the right. If you look at the pictures, they're both sort of in the middle of the circuit. And yes, it's give and take. And I think, you know, you've got two guys who are headstrong, who just don't want to yield to each other. And I think, you know, after the race, Lewis said uh, he accused Max of being overtly aggressive. And uh, I think both of them were. And I think, this could have uh, gone badly for Lewis as well. He could have also had his tyre blow up or or something could could have happened. But Mm -hmm. I think, you know, he he was lucky that they stopped the race. He was able to change tyres and look at the car, whether there was any other damage. So for him, it was a win on the day. It it was something more bigger, a psychological win probably, trim that lead down in terms of the Constructors' Championship. They're now, I think, equal or or, or a point separates him. So, you know, it it was a bad day for Red Bull. I think, uh, you know, this would also probably taint Lewis's legacy a little because it brings him into the same conflict category of greats like Senna versus Prost, Schumacher versus Hill. But, you know, the season is not over. I think uh, you're going to see a much bigger, a better fight that's going to happen at the Hungarian Grand Prix later this month. Uh, Verstappen also called him disrespectful for his celebrations. But, you know, it's home race. Do you not celebrate? Because he, he did find out that his main rival is okay. He saw, you know would have known afterwards that he got out of the car and walked. Yes, he's in hospital. But I think you, you, you're you going to celebrate your home home race, right?
0: Yeah, especially <laughs> with those friends chanting, Lewis, Lewis, Lewis. Let's yes. go to the lines. Sam, I believe, I think you're in Kabeja, if I'm not mistaken. Good evening, Sam. Good evening, how are you? Fine, thanks. How did you see the race? Uh to me it was a racing incident. Hamilton had a good start. I think if you check the race, there were two, two, three incidents where a little bit Verstappen was always as usual aggressive. Mm. He never wants to yield. He's adopting the Nico Rosbeck attitude. That's what he has achieved. And I think Red Bull had told him Hamilton is gonna be sitting on you. And if you look again when the accident happened. He dummed him, I think, to the left and to the right and he left a cape on the inside. Mm. And I think Hamilton had the right to go in. Okay. Edwin, what do you say to that call from Sam that even Verstappen was too aggressive, they wouldn't let I uh, wouldn't give Hamilton a chance. Well I think it shows
1: maturity because Hamilton knew and dummied him, right? the, the caller is mm. correct. Uh Hamilton dummy him and he, he took the bait so to speak, and uh, he instead of thinking long term thinking i've got I've got a 33 point lead. let me defer. you know he can take over now. it's a long race. my ties are you know probably going to go go off anyway. you know you don't win the race on the first lap. and I think Verstappen has been displaying maturity you know in some instance, but I think uh, at, at the British Grand Prix, you know the youthfulness of him didn't or could not seem to defer to experience of Hamilton, and that's why, you know, by not deferring, he is he is also to blame for this. So, you know, you know, while the stewards would say Hamilton caused the incident by touching his left tire, and you saw the impact of that accident, the tire actually came out of its hinge. You you can't say that he did not cause it, but. I would think, you know, it takes two to tango, as many people would say. And Verstappen could have avoided this. He could have been sitting on a maybe bigger lead than the eight points that he got now.
0: And now eight points is the lead. That's what it's been cut down to. Is we had Jody Scheckter the other day, two weeks ago on the show and I asked him if Silverstone will be where uh, the championship swings. Is this where now it swings now? Um Edwin for you.
1: Well, I think you know, you know, definitely because if if you've been looking at the even the the last few races before Silverstone, Mercedes have been talking up their hopes. They've been not giving up, and remember, they they've won seven constructors' titles in a row. Uh, I think uh, Hamilton's won five in a row with them, or so. Uh, the, the only one that he lost was with. Uh, against Nico in 2016. So Mercedes uh, Mercedes have been really, really solid. I I would think for them, if you think about it, if you look at this whole season, they've been finding it very hard to cope with the Red Bull. And you find that uh, as a result, they've been whining a lot, you know, complaining like spoiled children to the authorities, complaining about everything that works well on the Red Bull car. Uh, They don't take complaints about their car seriously. So I, I would think you, you know, I would say the, the tide has turned in Mercedes' favour. Uh, Hungary will show whether it's actually not a false dawn because, you know, this is your home race. You expected Lewis to really give it all. Uh, you, you know, once Verstappen was out, once he got the penalty, once Charles uh, Leclerc was leading, you knew that Lewis is going to come, last lap, and this is it. You know, it's going to you're going to hear the Silverstone roar, Lewis, Lewis, Lewis. And so it happened. So... I would think, you know, Hungary couldn't come any quicker.
0: (laughs) And poorly, (laughs) Clark, he was driving beautifully (laughs) up until then. But sadly, Edwin Naidoo, as we wrap up now, Lewis Hamilton has now become the latest victim of racial abuse. We saw what happened after that um, statement was put up. Does that surprise you? Is F1 known for this kind of behavior?
1: You know, it really surprised me because if you think about it, Lewis has been such a, you know, advocate for uh, advocate against racism in F1 and you would think that people would get the message and I was surprised because a lot of the people that made these comments and emojis, they did so on Mercedes' uh, uh, Instagram post. Yes. So, so, you know, are you breathing racists in your sort of uh, zone and you're not dealing with them? And then you think about it, Lewis has got this commission that's been investigating opportunities and you look at F1 when the fans are there, you're not seeing anyone, even in the pits, you're not seeing too many faces that are not white. So, you, you know, what is Mercedes doing to change the narrative apart from supporting Lewis? So I, I would think, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm, I'm surprised or not surprised. It's just that racism is such a sad part of the world. You've seen it with the England players, Marcus Rashford, Jadon Sancho and Sacco after the penalty miss for England against Italy. You know, people went crazy and it, it's sad. I think the the only thing that I can say that I'm pleased about is Red Bull and Mercedes United to United to condemn the behaviour. Certainly, these people have no sport, and they should find them and ban them. Okay,
0: let's just take one voice note.
1: Ah, uh, to be sure, so, your guest, I'm um, Carl from Durban. i um, reading on the BBC live uh, text on the commentary. Lewis's comments afterwards, where he feels that Max is really getting too aggressive, and then goes through a whole spiel in the text, and then <laughs> the last two sentences are, and there's nobody who's going to make me back down from being aggressive. <laughs> 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 so I just thought that was a funny...
0: Okay, action. so, <laughs> yeah, that, that was funny. There's another
1: It's one. Grand Prix. It's dog dog and only the most aggressive drivers get to the top. It's as simple as that.
0: Yeah, that's what it's all about. And Edwin, it sets it up nicely now for the season ahead, this rivalry. What does it do now for this rivalry between these two?
1: Well, I think Lewis is talking. You know, he told he told uh, a presenter that he'd be happy to talk to Max. I think there's no need for them to talk. They should let the wheels do their talking. And they should make sure that they don't knock each other off track. If they do again, you know, you're going to see this whining continue. But I think, you know, we, we, we can see a good championship brewing. And you know, in the last seven years, you've never seen such excitement like this. Uh, you, even when uh, Nico Rosberg uh, beat, beat Lewis, beat Lewis, it didn't have this elements of this. And I suppose it was because they were in the same team. But uh, you know, as rivals, you—I think you—you—it sets it up for a good season. We are halfway through, I would think, and uh, I think you're going to see it ebb to and fro from Red Bull to Mercedes. Uh, Lewis definitely wants his eighth title and Max is gonna have to show experience and show some maturity to do it. I I'm very concerned that he might not because if you look at Charles Leclerc was in the lead, now Leclerc was hailed as one of the top young guns who can, you know, become world champion one day. But this was your chance to prove it. This was your chance to defend. When Lewis overtook him, he didn't even defend properly. He went off the track, you know, so mm-hmm. I think, you know, it's only for and seems to have what it takes to take him on. Whether he can do it and see through to the end is another story. I, one would like to think he can, but uh, Lewis and number eight, I think uh, he signed a contract for two more years. Maybe eight won't be enough, too, you know?
0: So <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Let's leave it there for now, Edwin. Looking forward to Hungary, but thank you very much for being able to speak to us tonight on SAFM. Pleasure. Thanks, Edwin Naidoo, our Formula One analyst here on the show. What a race it was.